Stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, visit www.3cr.org.au. Because we got the alternative energy right. free autonomy. And welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. Hi, my name's Mara. This episode of the Radioactive Show was recorded and produced on Ghana and Durable land for 3CR Melbourne. Mining giant BHP wants to expand its operations at Olympic Dam in South Australia, again. On this week's show, we speak to independent environmental campaigner and a person with a deep understanding of nuclear issues in Australia, David Noonan. David tells us about the current proposal and why we can't let it go ahead. Hi David, thanks for joining us on today's show. Oh, thanks for the opportunity. Um, can you just start off by giving us a bit of a background to BHP and the current proposal that they're trying to push through? Well, BHP, the world's largest mining company, they're in significant trouble both internationally and now in Australia over the management of their mine tailings waste facilities. They've been involved in major catastrophes in South America in 2015 and this year. And they've had to do a review of all their major mine tailings waste facilities around the world. And they found that three of the facilities at Olympic Dam in North South Australia are actually in the category called extreme risk by a new Canadian system. This means that the, should these dams fail, these waste dams fail at Olympic Dam, they could potentially cause the deaths of up to 100 people. And that would be workers in the case of, of uh, Olympic Dam and that they would cause potentially permanent environmental damage that could not be rehabilitated. So BHP have really come up short in their claim to management of Olympic Dam since they took over in 2005. What they're specifically trying to do is to get an approval from the federal government for a major new tailing storage facility, number six, that would be larger in than the central business district of Adelaide, the city of Adelaide, and it would be up to the height of uh, some 30 metres at the centre of the tailings pile. Now that's uh, approximately the height of a 10-storey building. It's the height of the roof over the Great Southern Stand at the MCG, for instance. These are, this is a really massive um, tailings waste facility, waste that needs to be isolated from the environment for over 10,000 years. BHP have put this referral to the federal minister um, under federal environment legislation. And it's quite significant that BHP are trying to avoid uh, the conduct of a comprehensive tailings safety risk assessment that should be conducted across all radioactive tailings waste uh, at, at the Olympic Dam operation. And they've also avoided to date paying a 100% bond on their rehabilitation liabilities across that Olympic Dam, the entire operation. And that would be, that's a some uh, hundred, multi-hundred million dollar liability and obligation that BHP have so far not put their hand in their pocket for. Wow. And they're getting free water and they get to do whatever they want, it seems. It's, a, it's appalling. So this is their sixth ta- tailings dam that they want to construct. Yeah, it is. The, the, the existing uh, waste facilities at Olympic Dam, they've already produced there, successive companies that run that operation, have produced some 180 million tonnes of radioactive toxic tailings waste that's effectively uh, left out on the surface in piles to be there forever. And this presents... Um, a perpetual risk to the environment. It's, there's the risk of poison ground being left for every future generation of Australians and traditional owners, uh, consequence to BHP's operations there. The, the existing area of those tailings waste piles and uh, acid liquor evaporation ponds is far larger than the, the Melbourne Central, Dis- Central Business District, for instance, the city centre of Melbourne. Wow. 
Um, so how does this proposal that they're currently trying to get approval for differ from previous proposals that they've had? Well, when BHP took over in 2005, they focused on a proposed underground mine expansion. Uh, and they ran that through from 2005 till 2011. They got approvals from both federal and state government, but then they decided not, decided not to go ahead with it. They realised that that operation would not be economic, and they've shifted in more recent years to uh, expansion of the underground mine operations. But essentially, the tailings waste problem and risks and impacts are the same. Um, we, we face consequences long-term at Olympic Dam. We face them effectively trying to undermine uh, both our federal and our state environmental assessment processes through the way they're dividing up their operations into trying to get preferential approvals without facing full environmental assessment and public assessment scrutiny across the whole operation. Mm. And this would be more of a concern if um, with the um, Environment Protection and Biodiversity Conservation Act review coming up, if that nuclear trigger was removed, that would make these proposals easier to push through if they didn't have that federal oversight legislation. Well, the, the, we have a new federal environment minister, the Honourable Susan Lay MP. Mm. She took over in May after the, the federal election and she's now got a decision on the BHP application before her. She's got 20 business days to make a decision as to what she does with BHP's application for this massive new telling storage facility number six. And really the minister does face a, a fork in the road in her decision and key tests in how she applies federal environmental powers. What we would consider the minister must do is the minister must require BHP's proposal be subject to a public environmental impact assessment process and that should have to include a core comprehensive tailings safety risk assessment across the entire Olympic Dam operation and all of their radioactive waste and this must be done prior to any potential approval or advance of major new uh, radioactive waste storage facilities at Olympic Dam or any increase in the tailings production output. Yeah. We'd under We'd really be very clear in putting, and the Joint Environment Groups, uh, Australian Conservation Foundation, Friends of the Earth Australia and the Conservation Council of South Australia uh, have lodged, uh, will shortly lodge, uh, a major submission to the Federal Environment Minister, Susan Lay. And really we are telling the Minister that she must not approve this uh, major new telling storage facility on the basis of BHP's limited and corporate vested interest referral documents. Mm. To do so would, in our view, be clearly contrary to transparency, to accountability, to public confidence and community expectations in this modern era, particularly given the experience of massive tailings facilities failing in South America under BHP's watch mm. in recent time. They haven't got a good track record. What are the um, specific threats or potential consequences of this particular proposal? Well, one is that BHP would get to produce the waste without having conducted a, a, a proper comprehensive safety risk assessment of, of how they would manage that waste in the long term. And we, we must acknowledge that even the Federal Department of Environment back in 2011 um, attempted to provide conditions of approval that required BHP to study the waste management there in the order of a period of, of uh, 10,000 years. So the Federal Government acknowledged that these are risks that last for that long. Effectively, um, it, it, these are perpetual risks and they try to place conditions that would operate it, you know, over that length of time. That's a, a vast undertaking, something that really humanity can never point to, having exercised a responsibility for that length of time. We've also faced specific threats and issues. Um, BHP operate extensive acid liquor evaporation ponds at, at Olympic Dam. Back in 2011, the Federal Department of Environment recommended that they should have to phase out those evaporation pond facilities, and the Federal Minister uh, then a Labor Federal Minister, Tony Burke, has placed a condition on BHP that they should not 
construct any new evaporation ponds at Olympic Dam. So far, BHP have really done the opposite. They've been putting uh, prior evaporation pond facilities back in operation, raising the height of the walls around them so they can continue those operations um, into the future. Uh, they're trying to avoid the level of um, scrutiny and oversight that the federal minister had in mind back in 2011. We really have to see now what the new Honourable Minister Susan Lay does on BHP's case, whether she will um, act in accordance with the Federal Department of Environment recommendations and prior assessments and require a full comprehensive safety risk assessment of all tailings across um, the Olympic Dam operation, the tailings waste there, whether she will instruct BHP mandate they must phase out the use of, of uh, existing evaporation ponds that are causing the ongoing deaths of hundreds of protected bird species every year, including some iconic Australian water birds such as the banded stilt. Dozens of those banded stilts die at BHP evaporation ponds at Olympic Dam every year, and it's, the company's quite comfortable with that. They, they would intend that that death rate of protected birds would continue for decades to come. Wow, that's, that's just appalling, and they're threatened species, and those birds, they see water, they don't know it's radioactive. Um, there should be something put in place to prevent this sort of stuff happening, and BHP, what are they thinking? Well, there were attempts to put in place to try and uh, require a higher level of federal government rigour and environmental protection back in 2011. It's a key test for the new environment minister whether she can do that now. Uh, BHP have been flaunting those responsibilities put in, that were, were uh, proposed on the proposed uh, Olympic Dam open pit mine. Because that uh, Olympic Dam open pit mine didn't go ahead, those federal conditions of approval were never applied to the existing operation. It really is the case that they must be applied now. Mm. Mm. So, at what um, at what stage? What's the approval process for this, and at what stage is it at now? Well, it's quite convoluted. There are both federal and state approvals required. BHP are trying to jump the gun in a sense that they've uh, applied for a massive new tailings waste storage facility ahead of the uh, overarching environmental impact assessment that the South Australian government would conduct on their proposed expansion in the rate of underground mining. The, the rate of production, for instance, is proposed to increase from 200,000 tonnes a year to up to 350,000 tonnes a year. And that has consequences that waste production, for instance, would increase from uh, now in the order of 10 million tonnes of tailings a year to over 15 million tonnes of tailings a year, um, perhaps 17 million tonnes. It also has significant consequences, the overall uh, underground expansion of mining, for the water demand at Olympic Dam. Yeah. BHP, BHP want to be a right to operate to take free of charge 50 million litres a day for the next 25 years from fossil water from the Greenwich Station Basin um, that would significantly affect the unique and fragile mound springs that are both uh, protected under federal legislation as an endangered ecological community, but they're also of significant cultural value to traditional owners in the region. Yes, that's absolutely right. And that's why on World Water Day earlier this year, Friends of the Earth Anti-Uranium and Clean Energy Collective, ACE, had a little protest outside the BHP office with Uncle Kevin Buzzacott, an Arabana elder that we all know and love, and handed BHP a water bill for the billions of litres of water they've had for they've taken for free from the artesian basin for for decades now unsurprisingly they haven't paid up anyway what can you do you're listening to the radioactive show broadcast nationally on the community radio network we're speaking with independent environmental campaigner david noonan about bhp's latest plans to expand olympic dam for yet another toxic tailings dam 
Um, what can be done to prevent this proposal going ahead? Well, the, the joint environment groups, Australian Conservation Foundation, Friends of the Earth and Conservation SA, have got together to prepare some work in advance of uh, BHP applying for these new approvals. Um, there are major submissions to be submitted to the federal government and in preparation to the state government. There's a set of seven Kyushu briefing papers that are, will shortly be released on the Friends of the Earth Australia website. Uh, we're engaging with and trying to support groups who have an interest and who have rights and interests at stake in these issues, whether it's to do with the conservation of mound springs and the protection of bird species. And this includes migratory birds that Australia has signed international treaties to mm. protect. Um, it, it includes uh, Aboriginal traditional owners who have an absolute right of say over, should have an absolute right of say, free prior and, prior and informed consent over what's done in their traditional lands. Mm, that's um, a UN Convention we'll, on the Rights of Indigenous People. It says that quite clearly. So, so the environment groups are looking to conduct a, a major public interest campaign focusing at one level on the South Australian government. They are looking to undertake a public environmental impact assessment of BHP's proposed major expansion of underground mining. Um, we want to look into the BHP's legal privileges, their overrides of state legislation, for instance. Mm. They have um, rights under an indenture, an outdated indenture from 1982, where they exercise overrides of environment protection, Aboriginal heritage and freedom of information legislation, and also the Natural Resource Management Act that governs groundwater issues. So, so there's a set of key public interests at stake, uh, and the environment groups are looking to help people get involved in that. So how can people get involved? Well, one level is um, to support the organisations that are undertaking this work. Another level is to um, contribute towards submissions and there will be major opportunity for public submissions to the state assessment process in SA. Mm -hmm. And as a, matter of, as a matter of national environmental significance, the state has to accept submissions from all around Australia, interested individuals and parties from around the country in regard to what's proposed by BHP and, and what should be done instead. So, so there's plenty to be done. What's the kind of time frame for the approvals process, do you think? Well, the, the initial step that's before us is the new Federal Environment Minister, Susan Lay, having to make a call on whether she will require a proper public environmental impact assessment process on BHP's application for this major new tailing storage facility number six. Um, if she does require that process, then we can all be involved in that. Mm -hmm. um, in parallel, the state government are about to release guidelines for their in, uh, required environmental impact statement on the BHP's proposed expansion of underground mining and the environment groups are preparing a major submission material as to what should have to be included in those guidelines and um, it, it's quite obvious to date that BHP are working with the South Australian government to try and prevent appropriate level of public scrutiny. For instance, the SA government has specifically excluded this proposed major new telling storage facility and all existing uh, waste management facilities and evaporation ponds at Olympic Dam from being subject to public scrutiny and environmental assessment in the upcoming EIS process. Now, it's quite extraordinary that they've taken that step in advance. Mm. Um, and they really, have left it up. they really have left it up now to the federal minister to have to step up and address her responsibilities to protect the environment uh, under the federal environment legislation. It really is uh, in how the paper trails are being manoeuvred by the company and by the state government, the, the federal minister has uh, a more important now, even a more important role uh, in these responsibilities and we're yet to see how she'll take to that. So this um, shenanigans at the state South Australian level, does that fall under the industry and resources portfolio of, of Dan Van Holst-Pelican or under the environment minister David Spears's portfolio? Who's responsible at the state 
level there in South Australia. Well, given the, uh, the indenture, the outdated legal privileges that BHP hold for Olympic Dam, the environmental assessment process is being governed by the Minister for Mines. That's quite extraordinary. As opposed to the um, Minister uh, for the Environment. Yes, other ministers will have a say at some point, but primarily this has been governed by the Minister for Mines. So it, it's up to the Minister for Mines to decide both the level of assessment that the BHP application is subject to and also for the Minister to decide on the guidelines and to decide uh, what accounts the Minister may take about the public submissions, including from environment groups, as to what should be included in those guidelines. Mm, so something everyone can do is to contact those South Australian ministers and say, hang on, let's get this right and have an appropriate level of scrutiny assessment. Um, if... The Federal Environment Minister, Susan Lay, decides it doesn't need that full environmental assessment. What happens then? Well, an initial step would be uh, to formally require the Minister to publicly release the reasons for her decision. Mm. That's a step that the environment groups would routinely undertake in this sort of situation. And it would then be perhaps subject to advice as to whether there are further legal or procedural steps that the environment groups can take, both national and state. But it would really set up... Um, a major campaign contest if BHP, the world's largest mining company, were going to manoeuvre the both federal and state uh, environmental legislation and uh, assessment responsibilities to protect the environment. If, if the company is trying to manoeuvre that in Australia while having uh, faced major catastrophes in mine waste management in South America, we'd really have to wonder what, what, in whose interest they're running this operation and what level of um, public involvement we really need to be able to realise to take back control of environmental protection in Australia. Yeah, it's it's appalling and it does beg the, beg the question, who's in charge? If, if BHP seem to be able to manipulate things to go in their well, financial best interests and not so much for traditional owners, the environment or future generations, you've got to wonder what the government's priorities are. Um, where can people get more information about all of this, David? Well, uh, Friends of the Earth Australia uh, will shortly launch a set of key issue briefing papers on their website, and that, that will be a primary source of information. And what about government information? Is, is there um, information on the BHP website or the state or federal websites at all? Oh, look, there is some information uh, on the BHP website. Um, but it's um, the, the, completely the... non-biased? Well, it's very confident in, in their, both their operations and, and their proposals. But you know, BHP claimed that they were confident in these major mine tailings waste facilities in South America right up to the, the fact of major catastrophes occurring in the failure of those facilities. They've now had to admit that they have three uh, waste management facilities at Olympic Dam in North SA that are in the extreme risk category, according to the latest Canadian uh, assessment system. Um, they're trying to avoid a comprehensive safety risk assessment. They've so far avoided paying a bond on Olympic Dam. Um, they're, they're trying to, uh, they have effectively got the South Australian government to exclude much of those matters, important issues from the proposed public environmental impact assessment on the, on the company's major mine expansion that would be conducted at the state level. Um, we, we're yet to see what level of influence they really have over the federal minister. It's a key test for the for the new environment minister. We really. Uh, would prevail. We hope that she can prevail to require um, a, a full major public environmental impact statement on all these plans that BHP is manoeuvring. Because mm, I would imagine that most of the Australian public would hope and expect a federal environment environment minister to go about the job of actually protecting the environment and making sure that there are proper and comprehensive 
um, assessment of these sorts of proposals. It's outrageous that um, BHP seems to be so arrogant that they think they can manipulate the system and unfortunately they seem to be well, having a history of doing a really good job of it for decades, getting away with they have, they, literal murder. They've been very effective today in, in getting away with it and they are trying to retain at the state level their overarching identified uh, environmental privileges under this 1982 indenture mm. and they seem to be trying to manoeuvre not only the state government, but now trying to manoeuvre the federal government to make piecemeal assessment decisions in regard to fundamental overarching protection of the environment issues. Mm. And that Indenture Act, that um, extinguishes native title, doesn't it? Well, the, the Indenture Act says that it overrides uh, the Aboriginal Heritage Act from 1988 and it provides standalone arrangements to BHP to make decisions about Aboriginal heritage issues at Olympic Dam oh, using a modified version well, using a modified version of a 1979 Act that doesn't apply in any other case across the state in South Australia. Effectively, it's been repealed in any other regard in the state, except that it exists in, in a unique corporate privilege sense under this 1982 indenture. It's outrageous. So on an environmental assessment level, on a rights of First Nations people level, equity of future generations, they just seem to be completely arrogant and like we're going to do what we want and get short-term cash gain no matter what the consequences. Is that a fair summary? Yeah, it's a fair summary, and, and because of the importance of those issues, um, that's part of the reasoning why Australian Conservation Foundation, Friends of the Earth and Conservation SA are working together to try and prepare in advance to be able to address these issues, and why I'm, as an independent environmental campaigner, assisting them in that regard. I think it's absolutely fantastic that you're stepping up for this. I know that so much of the focus in South Australia over the last three or so years has been on the proposal for the radioactive waste facility and there has been a lot of concern that BHP have been sort of flying under the radar to some extent so it's fantastic that you've stepped up to take on this complex and hideous proposal and with a bit of luck it will be stopped. The um, radioactive show will no doubt continue to follow this and report back on it and so hopefully we'll speak to you again about this as it develops. But before we go, is there anything else you'd like to add about it at all, David? Well, uh, uh, it's a fundamental challenge to our um, democratic rights in one sense, whether BHP, the world's largest mining company, or whether the obligations and responsibilities under federal and state legislation uh, are going to prevail, whether the public will be protected from extreme risk radioactive waste management facilities, of which BHP's had to admit they now have three mm. at Olympic Dam, just at that one site. Um, and you know who's going to win in the contest and whether our federal environment minister is going to play a proper role to require the the uh, obligatory studies from BHP which should which really must have to include a uh, publicly assessed full comprehensive safety risk assessment of all of the radioactive challenges at Olympic Dam. Mm, mm. That's, the that's the fundamental test for this new federal environment minister. Well, fingers crossed she's up to the job and steps up. Um, thank you so much for your time today on the show, David Noonan. It's really great to have your insights and experience. I know you've been watching this for a very long time and um, we really appreciate your time. Well, thanks for the opportunity. Thanks, and we'll speak to you again soon, no doubt. One of David's recommendations is that the Olympic Dam operation be assessed in its entirety with a full range of project impacts subject to public consultation. He says that given that uranium mining at Olympic Dam is controlled under nuclear action and a matter of national environmental significance under the Federal Environment Act, the integrity of environmental protection requires that the entire Olympic Dam operation be subject to impact assessment so that regulatory conditions can be applied to consider impacts on the whole of the environment. Another of his 
recommendations is that a comprehensive safety risk assessment of all Olympic Dam mine tailings be undertaken so as to determine the long term, that's about 10,000 years, risk to the public and the environment from all radioactive tailings produced and stored at Olympic Dam. This is also consistent with the Federal Environment Act. The, the comprehensive safety risk assessment of tailings waste must be subject to public consultation in an assessment process under the Act prior to the approval or advance of any new tailing storage facilities or the proposed expansion of toxic radioactive tailings production. His third recommendation is that BHP must stop the use of evaporation ponds in order to reduce mortality in protected bird species. This is also consistent under the Act. The Federal Government must require BHP to prevent and limit impacts and mortality on listed bird species protected under both the EPBC Act and the South Australian National Parks and Wildlife Act. The Federal Environment Protection and Biodiversity Conservation Act is up for review soon, so it's vital that nuclear issues remain a trigger for federal environmental approval. Thanks so much to David Noonan for taking us through BHP's current proposal to expand operations at Olympic Dam and about what joint environment groups are doing to prevent this environmental and cultural catastrophe from going ahead. This proposal must be subject to a public environmental impact assessment process. We hope that Federal Environment Minister Susan Lay makes sure that this happens and happens well. We'll put some links to further information, including two great briefing papers by David Noonan on our website and Facebook page. Thanks for listening to The Radioactive Show. You can download the podcast of this program at www.3cr.org.au slash radioactive. If you'd like to get in contact, you can email us on radioactiveshow.3cr at gmail.com. The Radioactive Show was produced on Ghana and Durable Land for 3CR Melbourne with the support of Friends of the Earth's Anti-Uranium and Clean Energy Collective. It's broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. Thanks for listening and tune in again next week for more news and views on nuclear peace and energy issues.